Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal, bringing 379,000 readers the latest farming news and the best of rural Ireland weekly. Listening to that now, indeed listening to all of the experts who have spoken at the Assembly, is its chairperson, Dr Evie Nuhula One. Good morning to you, Evie. Good morning, Philip. How are you doing? Very well indeed, thank you. A lot of work done since April, since you were appointed, but this is the crunch moment now. Are you excited? I'm excited and I'm nervous, Philip. I I won't lie. Excited because, you know, this is the pinnacle of the work that we've been doing since April, as you said, where we get to now really fine-tune the recommendations and we'll be voting on all of them tomorrow. Um, Well, I won't be voting on them unless a a casting vote is required because I am the 100th member of the Assembly. But yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about it because... We have about 150 draft recommendations to go through between today and tomorrow. And just to put that in context, Philip, all of the last previous assemblies put together in Ireland have come up with around (laughs) 240 uh, recommendations. So our recommendations, you know, we're we're exceeding any any type of uh, scale that's been done before. But I think that really speaks to the complexity and the pervasiveness of the emergency of biodiversity loss um, and, and it, it's required, you know, the detail that we've gone to mm. since April requires us to have those details. So so that's why, we, we, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us today and tomorrow. And I can hear citizens arriving in the background. You can. <laughs> a very complex sector, as you suggest. Tell me, how many experts and from what different disciplines did you hear from since April? So we tried to incorporate every discipline that would resonate in any way with biodiversity. So that goes all the way from the agricultural sector to urban planning, to industry, to education. And all in all, um, we, we've we heard from 80 different speakers and that goes ranges from, you know, um, academic experts to agricultural and, and business um, uh, people and are inv- in NGOs, uh, local authorities, um, individuals indeed themselves. So we've had a really a range of voices. And as chairperson, that was something that I wanted to take very seriously. Um, in our terms of reference, you know, we were given an awful lot to do by government. But in that, it was really important for me that we included a spectrum of voices. Do you know, this had to incorporate all opinions and all views. Um, and that transparency and that openness is, is a core value of citizens assemblies in Ireland and that was why you know I I made it my business to for example go down to the ploughing championships and personally invite the the farming associations all different ones um, into the room to be with us that day Um, it's why we extended invitations to so many different people and in the room and it was a sight to behold really Philip because while people might hold very different values the respectful listening was something that we we maintained Mm. throughout the process and the questions were respectful now the discussions were robust at times and you could feel attention in the room at times, but everybody got to say their piece and that was really important. And as you heard from Patrick there, and, and as we see, because like, we would survey members every week to make sure everything was done properly and that they were happy with the process. But one question we asked them was, you know, do you feel like you were able to air your opinion, but also have you changed your mind? And it's really interesting that Overall, the majority of people would have said at the end of a weekend, yeah, I actually learned something and and I did change my mind. Uh, But I did feel like I had opportunity to also express my opinion on this. So, I mean, the process of deliberative democracy, the Citizens' Assembly, where you get people to come into the policymaking process, it's 
transformative. I mean, I'm, I'm such a fan now and I didn't know anything about it before I was invited to be chair, but it really is a sight to behold. And, and I think that's why we can be proud of the recommendations that we as 100 members are putting forward for the rest of uh-huh. the country because we've really considered it in as much as we can in six months. The difficult thing for you to get right tonally on this, I would have thought, was that 5% of the population in the country live and work on family farms. There was Mm -hmm. always the danger, or were you conscious of the possibility that this assembly could end up running the risk of sounding like it was the other 95% of the population telling them how they should run their businesses? Absolutely. It was something to consider at the beginning. However, Philip, like we do have farmers represented full time and part time in our 99 members. Rural Ireland is also very well represented um, in our members. I myself, you know, I'm originally from rural Ireland, but have been living in Dublin for many a year now. Um, And we have to, you know, recognise the lived experience that all of the people who randomly got a letter to invite them to participate in an assembly and put their hands up to say, yeah, I will give up six weekends of my time to do this. Like those people all come with lived experiences. So while we've been talking about the farmers and you interviewed Patrick, you know, we have people here who work in very large food production companies, people who work um, as software engineers, people who have maybe an ecology degree. We have people who are um, guards, we have teachers, we have um, a Leaving Cert student, you know, we have... People who are legal graduates, so it, it like the lived experience in the room as well is also incorporated in, in and, all and of I the learning that we have. I followed some of this online, Evie, and I saw some pretty sharp questions being asked. This wasn't a passive audience uh, no. at, at all, <laughs> at all, at all. Um, but you now you can't prefigure what your determinations are going to be, what your recommendations are going to be at the end of this process. But you have considered a lot of out, uh, ideas, some of which I think it might take people outside of the Assembly a little bit of time to catch up with things Mm -hmm. like according nature rights in the Constitution and so on. Do you think that if the general public got the civics lesson that the hundred of you have received in the last few months, Mm. that they wouldn't find these ideas radical? Well, as you said at the beginning, Philip, you know, we're often surprised in Ireland by what citizens assemblies agree on. And but as you said there as well, it's it's kind of having that lesson. Um, I don't want to use the word journey because that's kind of, you know, overutilized, but it has certainly been an education, you know, that you come in with your own opinions and theories, but then you sit and listen and you talk to people and you go, oh, actually, I hadn't thought about that before. And maybe it is this way. And one thing to also um, remember about an assembly is that not only are we listening to speakers, we have submissions that come in. In and we take the time to read them. So this Citizens Assembly on Biodiversity Loss got over 650 submissions. And just on the point that you mentioned of, you know, affording rights to nature, um, we got we got submissions from all across the world. Like I was flabbergasted by that. You know, we have in as one example um, a video from the chief of an indigenous tribe in South America really? um, telling us, you know, how important nature is and requesting us as an assembly to consider giving nature a right because it doesn't have a voice and and people have to be its voice. So that's just one example of of. Um, a submission that came in. But these are all the considerations that the Assembly has been deliberating on and will now vote mm, on in this that's weekend. very impressive. What did you learn, Evie, on a personal note? What did you learn that you didn't know before that most impressed you? I've learned so much, um, not to sound, you know, cliched. Uh, 
you know, coming from Oral Ireland, as I said, like I did think I had, you know, a good understanding of nature and the environment that I'd be able to bring in. But no, it pales in comparison when you see, well, first of all, you know, I've spoken to a lot of farmers. I visited a lot of farms this year. I learned so much about how farmers are so in touch and in tune with nature and really the benefit of properly having a locally based education, those peer to peer initiatives that are happening that farmers are already doing in some places. Small community groups are how you do change. Um, I've learned so much about how much voluntary groups across the country are looking after okay. our rivers, are looking after our lakes, are looking after our forests. And people are doing this completely of their own volition because it, they value it. And so that's been a real eye opener that I, okay. I think, you know, um, for Irish people, nature is already important. We um, actually just need the policy and resourcing to kind of follow up on that. My but if I can tell, give you one more point on, on that, Philip. Well, one, can, can I um, ask you my, my, my last and oh, yeah, most <laughs> important question for you? Does the voting and does this weekend then mark a line for you under this process? You're just going to hand the recommendations mm. into government or are you going to be an advocate for what the Citizens' Assembly has concluded uh, going on? Well, as chair, you know, part of my role initially has been to be the voice of the assembly and I am invested in this process now. I have made a lot of friends through this process. I really respect the members of this assembly for the time that they've given up participating in meetings, reading up on so much, deliberating so much. So absolutely not and my role will not be over um, come tomorrow. Um, I w we will be presenting this to the Oireachtas and that certainly won't be over in one day. Um, but no, I'll be, I'll be advocating okay. that the work that this assembly has done will be implemented um, by the state since the state asked us to give it this, this recommendations. Not going anywhere just yet. Dr. Evie Nihulawan, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck to you and the other 99 citizens meeting and voting in the assembly today and thank tomorrow. Thank you, Philip. Take care.